throws his friend around, he's on the ground. It's time to help him up and bring him back around. I can hear my grandma say it to this day. It's time to go. Hello and welcome to Go Live Life Well with Bridgette McCoy here on Heroes Media Group. I'm your host, Bridgette McCoy. Thank you so much for being here and listening to my podcast. It's a little bit different because I talk about things that maybe you may have experienced, but more more than likely, if you hadn't experienced it yet, give yourself time. I'm pretty sure it will happen. Um, in my work as a coach, as a business consultant, um, as an instructional designer, and as a workshop facilitator, all of these things kind of fit under a, a, a area of work, performance management, training, uh, consulting, and those types of things. Anyway, what I find is that when you are a um, person who has multiple businesses or multiple ventures, you have to find people to work with you who have the ability to manage a portion of your vision. Now, here is the key, a portion of your vision within the scope of the work that they will be doing with you. Many times we want to, as visionaries, bring people in who can see the whole picture of what we're doing. They see everything, know how all the pieces fit. They understand all of the, you know, moving um, the different intersections and the different, uh, you know, how, what, what every person that you're working with, uh, what their abilities are and all of those things. And can I, can I save you some time, folks? They will not get it. It doesn't matter who you hire, even at a consultant level. They're only going to see the scope of that particular concept that you're talking about before them at that moment. And they can only manage that part because it's your landscape. You have to give them the information and, and the vision to, to understand, like, how everything is going to look, but on an intricate level, if you're hiring an administrative person or a legal person or any of those things, they're going to have to take each one of those things that you're working on or going to work on as like a project from a project management point of view, even though they are working with you. So you're going to present them, I'm going to do a book and this is a book and this is what the book is going to do. And the 20 things the book is going to do and I need media for it and I need a website and I need I need legal, I need trademarking, I need all of these things. So, you know, the person who is handling that for you, they're only going to know how to possibly do each part as it relates to their work. And so they may not have any more insight other than to know how to research how to trademark or how to find a trademark lawyer or to type up what you need for to send over to the trademark lawyer. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be, um, it's very rare. Let me say it a different way. It will be very rare to find someone. And more than likely that person is a visionary as well. 
and they they have within their capacity um, the space to set their ego aside and help someone else to accomplish whatever goals they're trying to accomplish while learning enough for themselves for their future you know processes so if you're if you're a visionary and you get a, happen to get a visionary at the first stages of their career and they are available to you they have they're able to set their ego aside long enough to assist you in the process of completing your goals and your dreams and and your vision for the business or the concepts that you have and learn in that process how to do things and be willing to have sort of a work space journeyman on the job training uh mentoring kind of space while they're learning and you're willing to invest that type of time in them it will work pretty well but what i found is that typically someone with vision um people who have an idea that they want to to launch or grow or that they feel like they can get connected with that person i i had a podcast um talking about people using you as a ladder uh and so they latch on to folks who they feel like I can get enough from this person so I can jump to the next ladder and move on to the next thing. And let me tell you something, folks. You can <laughs> you can invest a lot of time and energy dealing with narcissistic and toxic people. And, and really, there are a lot of people who have narcissistic tendencies. They're not narcissists, but they have... For whatever reason, trauma, emotional challenges, mental health issues, whatever, they they have, you know, such levels of toxicity that they cannot stay in a relationship, a work, a working relationship with people. They everywhere they go, there's going to be a burned bridge, destruction, and a challenged, you know, community. And they will seek out people who can support their next thing. And so in that process, they'll continue to have those types of behaviors. Now, again, everybody's not toxic who's trying to get things done. Everyone who has uh, challenges interpersonally is not a narcissist. Um, But in this case, I'm talking to you because you're my listening audience. And I just want you to be aware uh, that the time it would take you to untangle from a person like that, their toxicity and negative impact, it's going to far outweigh their abilities. I do not care how talented someone is, how uh, great their product is. If you look in their history and every single place that they've touched, the ground has been scorched because of their uh, lack of interpersonal abilities or all, you know, whatever it is, beware. Don't give them your passwords and stuff. Don't let them sign things up for you or handle things for you without you having uh, primary control of that thing. Because first time they get angry with you or don't like something you said or feel like uh, they they have passed you, surpassed you, 
um, and that you you owe them something other than a paycheck or the support that you've been giving or whatever you've been bartering with them, you're going to be stuck. And so I've, I've, I've experienced that personally, uh, especially with people who I don't believe understand business um, in, a, in, a, in a way that is helpful to the business community. Let me say it that way. I think there are people who understand business and they use it in a way that's not helpful to people who are who want to have longevity and want to have credibility. Um, there are a lot of people out here who, if they can make a quick buck off of you, that's what they want to do. If you can give them three or $400 and then they could run off with your money and not finish the project, that's what they want to do. If they can capture your work or your product and not release it to you and continue to have you basically pay them to do nothing, then that's what they'll do. And so you have to decide very early when you see certain behaviors, if it's better to cut your losses. Now, the challenge with what I'm saying to you is the, the part that's a challenge is a lot of times if you're, when you're a business leader and you have multiple projects on your tape on the table and you're doing multiple things, you don't have time to babysit people and you for daggone sure don't have time to be looking over your shoulder. You want to make sure that the people have your back, you know, are doing the work that they say they're doing, that you're having as maximum impact as you can in this, in that time frame while you are working with this person. Because of course, if you're a credible business and you have credible products and services, if someone's, when someone is working with you and they're doing a good job, the only thing it's going to do is elevate their brand as well. And so this is why personally, when I am done with a situation, I choose to completely withdraw, even using the person's product, even if I paid for it. Because what I don't want people saying is that's my concept, that's my design, or that's my whatever. I want it to be just like it never even existed. Because I feel that the importance of being able to say to another client when I'm working with them and they ask me, did I work with so-and-so, then I have full ability and I don't feel any kind of way saying uh, I no longer work with them and the reasons are confidential. And then that that alerts people that that person is either not safe or there's, you know, financially they're, you know, they're not a good business to invest in. I, I'm sure that there will be people who are nosy and they'll want to know and they can go skipping down that road of destruction if they want to. But let me tell you this. You got to make some decisions within your life, how you want your, how you want your life to show up. When you're creating your products, when you're doing your services, when you're speaking before people, you want to make sure that the folks that you have closest to you, um, are not toxic and hurting people as they're coming along the path with you. You don't want to make way for a destructive force to be unleashed into the community that you're working to to bring these great products and services to. It diminishes the value of what you're doing because at some point people will say, well, why did you allow this person into the, comu in the community or why did you allow this person into our small group? Because everyone that they have, they have come in contact with, they've, they've damaged in some way. And so you've got to 
figure it out, of course, but there are easy things that I do to check and see where people are. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Bridgette McCoy with Go Live Life Well, which is with exuberance, love, and laughter. So let me give you a few pointers on how to keep kind of like somewhere as a job aid to, you know, just like I'm working with these folks. Let me just make sure I'm on track, on target with them so that I don't end up in a ditch, so to speak. So one of the things that I would say, the first thing that I would say is important for you to pay attention to is how the person speaks professionally about others. If their language is about tearing someone else's business down or the first chance they get, they're going to, you know, that they're going to bring them to their knees or just, just destructive type of, of, you know, conversation that has destruction in it related to someone else's business or concept or idea. That is a warning sign for you because if this person is working with you or working for you as a, as a contractor or you've hired them to do a project, and you hear that type of language, please recognize that that person, it's more likely than not that that's their behavior. And it's a matter of time that they're going to exude that type of behavior as it relates to you. The other thing, the second thing that I would say is if this person is always speaking about other people's businesses and that they, they're going to fail because they didn't use their services. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about from the perspective of the person is saying the services, their services are so great that the products and services that someone else is going to be offering are going to be missing out because they didn't utilize their their skills and expertise. I'm talking about someone basically saying like, their their business is going to fail. Someone else's business is going to fail because they chose to go with someone else or because they chose to do something else. Now, I think that it's okay to have pride in your work or in your the, pro- the products and services that you offer. But coupled with number one that I just gave you, those two things are like a dead giveaway. The third thing would be is that if there are hints within your business industry of them working with people and having had multiple problems that were not contractual type of things where the person said, well, contractually, I can do this. And the other person said, well, contractually, you know, I can't pay you that or whatever, those types of things. I'm not talking about those types of things. I'm talking about where people aren't holding up to their contracts. I'm talking about where people make promises uh, within you know, verbal agreements and dis- and and cannot or choose not to, because sometimes it's not that they cannot, but they choose not to uphold their contract with with it. And you keep and you hear this over and over and over again with relation to this person. But now you're working with this person and it wasn't until you started working with them that you heard that. Let me tell you the best thing you can do. Again, it doesn't matter how good their product or service is. If the person is toxic, you do not want the stickiness of that toxicity on your brand or your products or your services. 
You do not want it. And so you have to decide really to deal with someone who has a type of integrity that their product, their service, and their integrity are lined up at the same level. So if you were to do a chart, you look at the chart, integrity low down in the negatives, work, you know, ability middle and, you know, talent high, you know, let that person develop, (laughs) you know, if they're willing to develop, let that person develop. You can help them or you can work with, with, with them at them being your client, but it's not even good to mix um, being a mentor to them because they will never see the value of what you're giving to them um, unless they are paying for it out of their pocket. You pay them for their services and they pay you for yours. And so the last thing that I would say is a red flag is if the person has a very big ego and the ego is overshadows their uh, their you know work their work their integrity their abilities and all of that stuff if if when you're dealing with them the and in the process of talking and dealing with them their ego is the first thing that you meet not their talent their skills and abilities but their ego about those things beware i cannot stress to you enough the importance of keeping your energy space clear, the people you work with, it's not always going to be perfect, but as much as possible, you know, as humanly possible, humanly possible, keeping the space and the people you work with and the, and the situations clear that everyone understands what their role is. Everyone understands how we are to interact in certain situations. You know, everyone doesn't know how to compartmentalize the various relationships. Like you have a parent, but you're in business with the parent and you, you're the CEO and they're administrative, let's say, you know, your parent may not be able to be your, your parent, your dad or your mom and be your employee because they're going to be like, I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. You can't talk to me like that, you know, um, (laughs) but that's because they're not able to compartmentalize. But most people who can compartmentalize, basically, if something happened at home, when you get to work, it doesn't carry over. It's a different environment and it's a different area scope. So you're just working. Um, same thing with interpersonal relationships. I'm your friend, but I'm your, I can be your boss. But a lot of times that can't happen because people bring intersect areas that cannot be, in, that should not be intersected. And that being said, it's very important that you figure it out very early how you want to move and have your being within your business and interpersonally and as it relates to the people that you hire. And so if you're okay with people having low integrity and and being toxic and producing a high quality product and because they are not your employee, they're a contractor and you're okay with that, then, you know, this podcast probably wasn't for you. But for those folks who, you know, really want to maintain the integrity of their uh, emotional, having emotional consistency and not be in situations that they're always in some litigious situation because 
they're having these folks that they think because they're great skilled and they have all these talents and they bring them in and find out that they're toxic, then this podcast is for you because you want to be able to, you know, change how your professional space is. You want your professional space to be clear of a lot of those types of situations. And so this is what, you know, I'm basically trying to get to you. And I feel like there's just like here in the last couple of podcasts, I felt such a sense of urgency with regard to my listeners. I'm working on some projects behind the scenes um, that should be out shortly. And I'll, of course, present them here first. And, uh, and so in this process, I'm learning like who needs to be in this circle and who needs to not be in this circle. But what I'm also doing is I'm going to people and saying, hey, the reason you're not in this circle is because these are the behaviors that you've exhibited. And, and I don't believe that, you know, for, for the work that I want to do, the next steps, that it's going to be a good fit. That gives people an opportunity to like self-reflect, have some self-awareness, m- maybe decide that, you know, hey, I, what she's saying is true. And I really need to work on that or decide, fuck her. I don't care what she says. I'm going to go over here. And that's great because the more people who leave who don't fit, it's it's an easier process. You don't have to worry about those folks. You don't have to pay attention to that. You can go on to the next thing. Um, And the people who say, well, maybe, you know, let's see how we can work it out. You know, you kind of have to decide if it if it is even work, work outable and then, you know, move from there. But self people self selecting to opt out is not a bad thing it is not a bad thing and so we have to get to a point where we're okay with that where we are okay with people self selecting and opting out because sometimes that's the better version it just is this is Bridget McCoy and you are listening to go live life well tune in every week to learn ways to live with exuberance love and laughter 